Are you ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> you got your earbuds? Yeah, I got them in, so should be good to go. So yeah. I got to ask you, because the podcast is called Behind the Wheel, are you always behind the wheel? Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. So living in Baltimore, in the inner city, I was present when the Freddie Gray riots occurred. Baltimore was actually the first city in America to come up with a essentially legal way to ban African-Americans' property ownership within white residential areas. Machination is a two-sided marketplace where we introduce artisanal and emerging uh, brands, mainly snack brands, to consumers at key moments where they're most engaged. Hi, I'm Derek, and this is Behind the Wheel, a show dedicated to highlighting the accomplishments of ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things within their communities. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcast. This portion of the Behind the Wheel podcast is brought to you by the folks at the Creative Print Workshop. Yo, these folks, I tell you, you see the grit shirts, you've seen the grind shirts. I did a 30-day grind social media experiment, and I wore that shirt for 30 days, yo. And I washed it, obviously I washed it, but the care and the, the texture, the print, the ink, everything held up. So I'm very impressed, yo. For real, for real. When I tell you that the ink on the shirt held up, the colors of the shirt held up, I was so impressed. I contacted the manufacturer that makes the shirts. I contacted the creative print shop and said, yo, man, I'm very impressed with your shirts. I'm happy, pleased. And so, yes, they are, they are a proud sponsor of the Behind the Wheel and how I'm building this podcast. You know, they started in 2000. That's 11 years ago as a custom design company that drew custom designs on apparel with fabric paints. Yo, Brother Hazel has been in the printing and design industry for 20 years, yo. Over 20 years. I mean, when, you, when I tell you about the, the process, the care, it's one thing to say, you know, it's, it's a black-owned company, but the professionalism with which they handle your your order from Zanti, who is, you know, the office manager who's in customer service, always pleasant, always upbeat. Before you go to place your order, yo, there is a consultation. You sit down with the CEO and founder, the chief executive officer of everything, Brother Hazel, and man, it is um, from from the ordering process to review. You can approve your orders online. So if you're in need of design, print, garments, yo, they handle everything. I'm getting some mugs, some of the killer mugs. I can't wait till they come in, yo. Yeah, so to talk to a designer, give them a call at 443-842-3900. That number again is 443 443- 842-3900. Yo, she's jogging on the block. All black, everything. The number again is 443-842-3900. Or you can email if you've got a question. Info at thecreativeprintshop.com. That's creative with a K. Thecreativeprintshop.com. That would work out, right? All right, so let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek. Take these glasses off so they don't get fogged up. We are here. Oh, man, we're live in Moonlight. Clastonbury, Connecticut. Clastonbury, Connecticut with Maggie, Brian, and Spencer of One Mic. Yo, give it up for 
Oh man, I'm so excited to be here, guys. Thank you so much for allowing us to come into your, your domain. I want I found out a little bit about the story. Uh, actually, only so I'm not just a hair club member. I'm actually, uh, I, don't, I don't need a hair club. But I actually use these. So I, I, when, I, when I ordered the mic, I wanted to find out. Um, I was thrilled to find out that the company was founded here in Connecticut. So why don't you guys tell us a little about yourselves, um, your role with the company, and uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll start Brian. All right, uh, so my name is Brian Hayes. Uh, I've been with uh, uh, Quality Nameplate, uh, which is the umbrella company for on-air mic flags for about four, uh, almost five years now mm -hmm. uh, in December. Um, I kind of started focusing on promotional products, our executive line division in the beginning, um, but it's kind of developed into kind of uh, executive line tapping tackers and on-air mic flags. what? Uh, tap room tackers. That is a tongue twister. I just like hearing them say that. Because every time I try to say it, I get tongue fly. <laughs> See? There you go. Tongue tie. Maggie, come on in. You can introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Maggie, and I started here uh, almost two months to the day. The 19th will be my two month mark. Um, and I process the orders for on air mic flags and our exec executive line. Cool. Did you make your own um, mask? Uh, my mom did. Ah, uh, <laughs> got skills, Joe. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, then my name is Spencer Ralston. I'm the son of one of the owners here. Uh, I don't really have a job title. I'm kind of wherever people tell me to do, I have to kind of go and do it. Uh, so yeah, I used to be worked out in the factory. Now I'm up here. I've been here on and off like kind of my entire life. I think. I was conceived here. My mom, my my mom used to work here. Uh, is that like during work hours? Or? I, I, honestly, I don't know. I, I, I shouldn't have asked that. No, it's all right. But it's, uh, potentially, I mean, my, my dad worked in the office. My mom worked out in the factory. Uh, they met. There's a couple uh, funny stories about that, like mm -hmm. office lore uh, and everything. So yeah, it's, it's kind of in my blood. So uh, yeah, I'm kind of, I'll probably be here for my entire life. Hmm. So I, there was a. Um, so I spent here to Mike Flags. I've heard about the Mike Flags story, and I'm like, okay. But saying that, oh, your dad is an avid beer lover. Yeah. And so then you print it all on metal and decide, well, this could be a thing. Yeah, so we make, I mean, primarily we're an aerospace manufacturer, right? A bulk of our stuff comes from Pratt Whitney, Hamilton, kind of these big aerospace companies. Uh, so we print on metal. That's what we basically do. My dad and my mom, my sister and I, we not so much me, but them. Whenever we go to, it used to be hockey games, then in college I swam. My sister, she did a whole bunch of sports in college. Now we go to a variety of races all over the place. They always seek out breweries just because they want to go experience the place. Uh, and all these places would have one big sign with their name on it. And my dad's like, well, I can't bring home beer on the plane, but I could bring home a sign or some merch. And all these places were like, oh, we don't have signs, right? My dad's got a man cave in the garage. We want to decorate it. Uh, my dad was, well, these are metal. We print on metal here. We might as well just start selling these. So he came up with the idea. My sister ran it during her, when she was in graduate school for a couple of years, it transferred over to another woman. And now it's with these two. Uh, and they're kind of have seen the next kind of step of it. Mm. Now you said races. What, what kind of races? Um... My family is really active. Uh, so my sister was involved in sports her entire life. She actually was an equestrian rider in college. Uh, then afterwards, she got into triathlon. I played three sports in high school. I played two sports in college. I was actually um, not anymore, but I held I held a professional license in triathlon uh, for a couple years out of college. And then 
kind of once you realize it, you can't, you're not good enough to make any money, uh, it's like, all right, well, you know, I've kind of lived a cool lifestyle for a year or two and came back home and started working here full time. Mm. That, you know, that is a, the, the mindset, just doing a, a triathlon. I don't know why people take the long way around to go to do a marathon, but I just did a marathon. Yeah. So I, I take my hat off to those who actually do <laughs> the swim, the bike. I did the, the what's it called, ITU, so like mm-hmm. they do in the Olympics. So it was, I haven't, I haven't run a marathon. So I do like those short hour, two hour races, but not anymore. My sister still does. She's actually in St. George for the world championships right now. This is, yeah. this is like good yeah. this, this is, this, I, I would get amped up just the whole idea. What does it take to do something like that? Like just, just go through sports and then how do you transfer that mindset then into business? Uh, so I think it's in my blood, right? I mean, my grandfather, like, for forever that I'd known him, he would show up early, stay late, do everything. It was it was kind of just like that mentality that transferred to my dad. My dad played sports in college. I watched my dad come in here. He still does. Uh, he's 62 right now. He comes in on the weekends all the time. He's one of the first ones here. He's one of the last ones to leave. Uh, and it was just kind of the mentality that kind of bred through everything. Like, my sister... She gets four hours of sleep a night. She has a three job. She does a whole bunch of stuff. And kind of in our household, it's like, okay. I just hang on. That was just like, <laughs> I didn't know that was, uh, you know, three jobs of mine. Yeah. yeah. So, it's, so it's, you know, in our house, like, I only have one job. It's like, okay, well, everyone kind of looks at me. It's like, well, what do you do? Like, you you know, you don't it's own slacker. Yeah. No. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of every, it's, it's taken to the extreme of everything, but it's just kind of the mentality that, like, I've always had, right? It was just. You just do as much as you can. You fill your day to, you can't walk anymore. You go to bed and you wake up and you kind of do the extra. And again, my, my dad's worked here for 40 years. He mm-hmm. comes in on Saturdays. He owns the place. He could kind of be like, you know what, like I can do whatever I want, but most Saturdays I'm headed out to go do some of my friends. And my dad's like, oh, I got to go to work. So it's, I know eventually that's going to be my life, but you know, you kind of see that and you're like, okay, well, that's the expectation. Yeah. Yeah. So now early on, your dad goes to, tell me the story, you know, your dad goes to this little, this little um, I guess, media company. Yep. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, so my grandfather back in the 1970s owned this place. Uh, and then a small company called... I East. got it wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's right. Not your dad. Your father, your grandfather. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a small company called ESPN, uh, which is founded out in Bristol. They were literally out of a trailer. Uh, mm-hmm. They called up my grandfather. They were like, hey, we need something to kind of distinguish ourselves when we're at the podium. Uh, and then he was like, all right, I got it. Hung up the phone. He was like, I have no idea what the hell I'm going <laughs> to do. Uh, so they cut off a broomstick. We probably still have the broomstick here. We don't throw anything out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just took two pieces of plastic uh, and like a, a hook for a broom that you would snap into the wall, glued them together and shipped it out to him. And then from there, we're one of the largest distributors of Mike Flags in the country. Uh, we sell a bunch of our products. You know, we've had a woman named Lindsay who ran it for a while. Now Brian's running it. And mm-hmm. it's impressive, the creativity and the stuff they come up with. That's not my thing at all. I come back here and... And you see all this stuff and Brian's got his hands in all of it. And to have a creative people and a creative team, you know, I've seen some of the stuff that Maggie does creative wise and you see that and you go, all right, like I'm not a creative person. I can, I can talk. Uh, I can't draw. My handwriting is terrible, but you see some of the stuff they do and you go, okay, like, yeah, you're kind of the good fit for this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the key, key roles of a, of a, a good leader. Like, yo, I, I can't, that's not my skill. I'm gonna stay out of your way. And you release people to do 
what they do when they flourish and bloom and look at the wall, it's like Lowe's, VH1, Channel 7, Ch TNT, Channel 12, you holding your hand, NPR. NPR. It's like everybody. Got this behind the wheel. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, yes, that's right. And I put it all upside down because you could take it off. It's just, this is like so cool. This is like, it's a confidence builder. It's like, yo, you're like legit. You're official. Yeah. You're official. I was like, yo, I think I'm going to get all of those. So you, you mentioned triathlon. There's a um, partner of commerce in Stanford, uh, Pacific Cycling and yep. Triathlon Cafe. So she's got like the cafe on one side and the bike shop yep. upstairs. Then it repaired down. So it's like, yo, this is incredible. Yep. This, I'm, I'm getting a mic fly for them. They have a, a podcast um, called As the Wheels Turn. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, Julie, I got I to get, we're going to order it. <laughs> so you can have it. So that's, that, those are the kinds of things I think that, that's incredible to hear a story of a company that's a family based company from like decades, um, leadership. What keeps it going? I think it's the people. I mean, uh, Brian's going to, you know, he has a bunch of stories here, but. There's people who worked down there for 40 years, 50 years. Um, the past couple of years, we have people who retired who worked here for 60 years, right? I know everybody's name downstairs. Mm -hmm. I know their kids. I know where they're from. My dad does the same exact thing. Uh, he's kind of a shut not I wouldn't say shy, but you know, Craig and Barry, the two owners, they're they do a lot of charity work for the town. You would never know. Mm -hmm. um, we donate medals. We donate plaques to high schools, stuff like that, and. They're, they don't go out there and make a big deal of it. They just say, hey, like, we're going to come in. We care about the people we work with. Mm -hmm. You know, my dad stays up at night thinking about someone's kid who's in the hospital because they broke their arm or whatever. Or if we get somebody hurt here, like, we'll call them all the time. I remember when I was, I lived in Utah for a brief period. There's two people that work here that called me every single day. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's, you know, it's a big family here, for lack of a better word. I mean, Brian's partner made us a cake for one of our parties this summer. Uh, it's yeah. one of those things where we make a product. I wouldn't say that this is, like, the coolest thing ever, right? You're never going to see what we do for the aerospace stuff in the wild. But I get to come here. I can talk to Lorraine. She's our snack lady here. She has little <laughs> snacks. You go talk to her, you have a snack. You go talk to Big John. Big John's a little bit crazy, but he's always got a story to tell. There's people all over this place that you go around. Uh, Ken, he's another crazy guy. You can talk to him about World War One, World War Two, anything mm -hmm. history. It's just, you know, you walk around this place and it, for me, it fills me with pride to know that like, okay, people like showing up here. They like talking to my dad. They like talking to Craig. They steal signs from Brian all the time. <laughs> you know, people, people come now, how are you going to notice this? Like, you think he's going to notice the empty space missing? Yeah. Who was the last person in here? Yeah. It's like, they got cameras, man. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and we've gone to Brian Darby's house for Easter parties. Easter. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Brian's partner bakes goods every now and then for us to come in. People bring in food all the time. It's... Again, we have multiple people who are married here that work here. We have multiple kids, multiple generations of people that work here. And again, you know, we don't make something that's crazy. You know, we're not Tesla. We're not somebody that's going to blow you away with the product we make. But when I mean, you come in here, at times it's a little crazy in here. But other times, you know, we know it's like, hey, people come to my dad all the time. Hey, my, I got to go grab my kid from school because X, Y, and Z. My dad's like, yeah, go, like no problem. When I worked out an inspection. We had a, a family member who, or one of the workers, her family member got really sick in the middle of the day, and she's like, I gotta go. And I'm like, yeah, like, 
of course, like, well, we can cover for you. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, it's a small company, right? It's things you do. We're not a number here. I know everybody's name. I have all their cell phone numbers. You know, I follow them on Facebook, stuff like that. It's, it's way more than just uh, you come in, punch in, punch out. It gets crazy at times, for sure. Family mm-hmm. business. A lot of family members, right? You know, some interpersonal bickering goes on at times, but we all kind of can come together. And so those are the stories. It's like, no, <laughs> you, your kids, your children's children are going to be telling that story. Like, I didn't want to come with them. I wanted to do something else. Oh, okay, but because of what your grandparents and great friends did, is how now you're able to continue doing and it's, what you do. It's, it's, it's people like Brian Hayes. It's people like Maggie. It's everyone there that, like, they are good at doing what they do and you kind of take their hands off. I mean, we're working through a problem right now and I say something to Brian and the next day he's got paperwork or stuff like that. And it's like, holy cow. And I see some of the stuff Brian does back here with his email system and all this. And you're like, well, I'm just going to stay out of this way. And I'm, you know, <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, Brian, like you got it. Like I, I'm, I'm good. Like I don't need to do anything. You know, I got to be ultra efficient. <laughs> yeah. it, it helps. I, I, I was running a dropout prevention program early on before I started. I was, you know, doing the album trips. I would go out into the homes in Brooklyn, East New York, knocking on doors, you know, Sally, the maze. She's not coming to school, you know, whatever. And so I need to come back, and then I sit at the desk, and you know, you're doing the paperwork or whatever. And there was a, a supervisor who would stand like over me while I, would, while I was working. And it was just this you can sense like there's this ominous figure like over you. 100%. And you're trying to concentrate. It's like you're standing over me, it's not going to make it go any faster. Yeah. Like now, just now, it's, it's actually making me tense. Like, if you want to watch me do it, this is me. Because, you know, you, you say, you're not going to say, it, like, if you want to watch me do it, like, why don't you just do it? Yeah. It would save us, but there's no reason for both of us to stand here and do this thing. So, yeah, releasing someone, I said, whenever I get into this, like, yo, if I, I will trust you to do what you're doing. But I want people to feel comfortable. When people feel comfortable, they produce. They, will, they, they perform better. It's nothing more liberating. You know, you trust me to do my job, and you can think creatively, and you can create. If you can't, I get to a wall, I can't do it. I'll raise my hand up. I, I don't, I don't want to do it. Absolutely. You know, I, I don't. Have, I'm at, I'm the wall, and then that's where you come in to kind of move obstacles. Oh, oh, wow. Okay, thanks. And then I go back to what I'm doing, and then you, you stay over in your lane. Everybody has a wall, and it's just good to see you can see it. Like, and you can hear it. In the uh, in your voice, you can hear the passion. You can you can see that I, I, somebody cares about what they're doing. Yeah. And then your your product then goes someplace else, and then you get to see it someplace else, and it's, it's touching someone else's life. Yeah. That's like yo, that is so cool. There's a new um brewery that's opened up downtown Bridgeport, um, Berlinetta. Mm-hmm. And so they might need some of these. Uh, you might, guys, might need to order some of these. We though. actually have a list going of local breweries. Uh, that uh-huh. was one of the things that we're trying to really hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have some uh, sample packages that are in the process and in manufacturing right now. Um, so we might be sending out some to local breweries that we haven't worked with in the past. That gives us just a sampling of what we do. Yeah. We have like a little mini can um, that we can send in the mail that basically uh, showcases our abilities. There is, uh, there's just things like we, we talked about uh, 
fruit bowl she got the NPR. I was like, oh, I get it. I'm holding it. You know, there you like, go. yo, this is NPR. Like, yeah, this is like so cool. Like, I'm, so seeing your product, and what is the difference between like this product and the um, the foam? So the foam version is the version that we actually make 100% in-house. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a different manufacturing process. Uh, it gets printed on a full color print process, then gets laminated with a velvet lamination and gets uh, adhered to the PVC. Um, this one uh, is the right coat version, and these ones are actually, it's a company that is out of the UK um, named Ryko, and they sell to uh, Reading Audio that is actually also based in Connecticut, which just happens to be a coincidence. So we buy from Reading Audio uh, that buys from Ryko. They, these are one piece of foreign plastic, and then the bottom actually uh, comes out so you can remove the fins on the inside and change it for uh, different uh, thickness of bases for your microphone. So if you have something that's thicker, you would remove some of the fins and then it would fit onto your microphone and then you can clip it right back together. And then these are basically one piece of plastic. Mm. Yeah, I'm like, yo, so you got you got the triangle version. And it's a lot of options, man. Yes. We just think like, yo, decisions, like blue and black. I, not <laughs> basic. I like colors, but you had different shapes. And, and so how, how would someone go through the process of deciding, like they can just bring you a shape uh, walk, walk, walk them through the process. Yeah, I mean, usually um, for custom shapes, we try to work with people over the phone as much as possible, but sometimes like people will come to um, for like blueprints and things like that. So um, like in the case of the ABC7 that we have there, um, they basically came and uh, they, they said, hey, you know, this is the, the style of microphone the flag that we're looking to have. We want something that's dimensional, that stands apart from everyone else. Um, so that is something. It's uh, like Wonder Woman. Couldn't, to, couldn't tell you. To be honest, I am not sure. I have not seen that logo <laughs> before. Um, but I would be able to look it up. I'm, I'm just not sure. Yeah, that is so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> this one is what I uh, see. Tivo. 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 Oh. Yep, yep. So, and then uh, we have various uh, custom shaped ones for ESPN. Um, the Texan Houston's, that one has a dimensional logo where it's a few different pieces of PVC that are glued on, so it has a dimensional logo. Mm -hmm. um, basically, I mean, most of the ones that we sell are the standard options, but uh, we are actually one of the only Mike Five companies that offer uh, custom frames and custom dimensional items. Uh, uh, the Emmys example that's up there, um, we actually have one where we printed it on a copper material, so the Emmys kind of was the copper material, and then you have the print that kind of hid the background. Mm. Uh, that came out really nice. Uh, we work with uh, you know vinyls and different finishes, so basically yeah. anything is possible. That's insane. Every Olympics, every Super Bowl, I see the uh, Olympic mascot a year in advance. You're like, I had that before y'all even. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I see FedEx. I was with FedEx before the, um, the Kinkos branch, before um, they got purchased by FedEx. And during that time of year, I was like, yo, you should do a podcast. They used to send us these, these CDs, and then you have to reserve a computer so they could do the train. Like, why don't we just do a podcast? Nah, we don't do a podcast. And so I assume that I, I, I know they have a podcast now, which yes. I thought is like, it's just so hilarious to me. <laughs> because sometimes you can, you can be in it. You can be in a place where you say, this is, I just see this. It just seems like a natural thing. Yeah. Like your father's like, yo, I want to take this home with me and I can't. So, well, uh, oh well. No, 
I think that's a business opportunity, yep. and I'm gonna let my daughter run because yeah, that because that's just cool. That's just that that's is it's fantastic. So thank you so much for for Brian, Spencer, Maggie for being with us. I certainly appreciate it. And if folks want to find you online, they want to place an order. Where should they um, they they go to find us? So our on air Mike Flags website is onairmikeflags.com and for taproom tackers it's taproomtackers.com. All right, taproom tackers. See, I told you I could do it. <laughs> See, appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. <laughs>